We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. All crypto all the time. All crypto all the time. Jersey Tony, we're recording. Don't take advice from Jersey Tony. I wouldn't crypto. if you want to succeed. No, if you want to succeed, don't take advice from me. You, you took out a home equity loan on the house and put it all on Dogecoin. And, oh, uh, man. And my kids don't have a college fund anymore. Yeah. You know, by the time this airs, though, <laughs> Elon Musk will have been on Saturday Night Live. Who knows? You, your kids may be going to Ivy League or they may be going to... Uh, right down the road in community college. I was going to say Bayside. Bayside High. Zach Bayside High, yeah. 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 So, Jersey Tony... This is real honor, pleasure. All on this end, my friend. You kidding Notice me? Notice you for those watching the video, we got the matching whoop and garment. Oh. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's you know just one of the many ways we've bonded over the yeah, last. But, uh, but I purchased both of mine. I want you to know. <laughs> you know what? That Dogecoin money, you're gonna be able to buy multiple whoops. It's all good. Yeah. It's all, tell, before we dive into who exactly you are, because some of the listeners will recognize the name Jersey Tony, as you are a regular, consistent face in our coaches development group, but some people don't know you. Um, we'll get to that. Tell me why you like the Whoop, because I'm enjoying it, but I don't, I got to be honest, and Whoop supports mm -hmm. CrossFit, and I'm a supporter yep. of Whoop. Is it worth $30 a month? Like, for me, here's what I'm taking from it. I don't work out hard enough, so my strain is never super high. I'm in, I'm embarrassed that I'm getting a decent night's sleep with a newborn in the I house. So many, so and, many robot. I God, yeah. You know, and then a couple of my late night habits impact my sleep a little bit. I.e., here I do live in Colorado. It's easy to get your hands on some, you know, melatonin mixed some melatonin, with some other yeah. things, and. Uh, that impacts my sleep. But other than that, it's like, okay, this is nothing new. I knew that I don't work out very hard and I knew I need a good 12 or 13 hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what um, are your questions? What do you got for me? <laughs> One, I, I'm definitely for the listeners out there. I can definitely attest to the fact that Jason doesn't do any of what he just said. Yeah. He doesn't work out hard enough. He's always consistently at the bottom of our strain group for the coaches development whoop. Am I, I haven't, I, I keep oh. moving on recovery, not strain. No, 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 no. Oh, recovery. You're amazing. Your sleep is amazing. <laughs> you crush sleep, by the way. And your recovery is always, you live in the green. Um, yeah, your strain is typically around a five uh, on a daily basis. Is that, high? is that a five out of five? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five out of five. Uh, no, about a five out of 20 for people that don't know what Whoop's all about. But yeah, um, I just, listen. I've always getting into now CrossFit and, and getting into all the, the rabbit holes that we can get down. I mean, from what we were just talking about, but data, I love it. And it provides a whole ton of it. 
from a health perspective, uh, from an oxygen oxygen perspective, from a heart rate perspective. I mean, um, I just love it because it. I've heard people say this. It, I mean, it helps keep you accountable, um, and I need accountability in my life. That's what I'm here for. I, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why you're here, my friend. And I, I agree, and th and that's kind of my point. I feel like it's a sleep accountability band. If they just promoted it as this, hey, throw this thing on your wrist, get a couple groups going with your buddies. You know, I'm in best hour and I'm in the box here, Ralston, mm -hmm. yep. and, and see who sleeps best. That's really what it's all about. I mean, it, you know, and like I said, it definitely makes me think about getting to bed earlier. Things like, hey, let's stop eating at eight o'clock versus 10 o'clock right before you go to bed. Like, did you get some stretching in a sauna session? But I also think there's a downfall in that some people, maybe you, maybe you know other mm -hmm. people you coach, will it'll impact. So I've not taken a rest day in like two weeks, and yep. I'm, I'm really? just yeah, yeah. But <laughs> are you saying that because you see my strain? I see it. I'm just kidding. So yeah. no, but it's been maybe ten days, and I'm not. I'm kind of just testing myself with rather than going super hard every day. Not that I did. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm doing oh, I one, one CrossFit workout a day. Once or twice a week, I'll either take the workout that we're supposed to hit and kind of make it a little slower and longer. You know, I did a, um, I do a lot of 30 minute or 10 rounders that take about 30 minutes where I'm not really trying to push too hard. But every day, just getting like a, you know, rather than being stressed that I can't train as much as I want on the days I want because of the baby. Let's do 30 to 40 minutes every day. And, and I feel good from it. But, but my point is, how am I so recovered with that? And what I was getting at is some people will look at the data and say, man, I feel good, but my, I'm not recovered. I shouldn't work out today. Or I'm tired, but it's a peak day. I need to go hard. You know, I think there, there's, there's things like that that need to be explored in the group. Uh, I agree with you. And they keep adding a lot of journal uh, questions. And I think that all of that helps or will help with figuring that stuff out. If, uh, you know, you have a dog sleeping in your room or not. You, just you just recently added the macros. So, I mean, a, a lot of, I just love it because it just, it, it gets to know you. And, but to your point, I try my best not to let the red, green, yellow, or red affect what my training day is going to be like because there'll be days I just wake up and I feel awesome and it says I'm in the red. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm interested in those journal questions. I, yeah. You're talking about the sleep one. So you wake up and yeah. then it's a, and by the way, the other night my sleep didn't get to, it said I went to bed at like two in the morning, but that wasn't true. So I had to go in and edit it. Yep. I mean, I am, uh, you and I are very close in age and I'm old. Um, I love you. Uh, I'll be 40 in oh. November. Yeah. That's why you make it such a big push for the games. You're aging up. I age up. Yeah. But I have to pee every night because I drink. A oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I drink tons of um, water, coffee. Um, I don't drink um, alcohol or anything like that, but I'm filling up on just water over 100 ounces a day, easy, plus coffee. Um, so every night I can't even remember the last, I mean, that's probably, well, tells me I got to go check that out, but I, no, my, my wife says the same and I, <laughs> you know, she knows how much, I mean, I drink a gallon and a half a day. Yeah. One, one tip I'll give for you and the listeners is you have yeah. to have taper time. I know. So I the nights to. I coach, which is really just one night a week. I drink a lot during those and I find I'm peeing a lot. I mean, since college, two or three times a night easily yeah. and i just think that's normal i will say and i can say this because my wife doesn't listen to the podcast i'm sleeping a lot better we're sleeping in separate bedrooms because of the baby yeah my sleep is through that's part of like she's like okay like the baby's sleeping through the night or getting there i'm going to come back to the bedroom I'm like you sure you want to do that like have you seen my green recovery like i don't know that i want to give that up so that's this up you know similar on a similar note Right now, with the programming we're following, there's some percentage work on strength days. And I was telling my class on Monday, the reason I don't love percentage work is the same thing. Like, you're coming in here. I don't know if you're tired, and I don't know if you're fresh. I also don't know if you're brand new. So 
if I tell you, hey, you're going to deadlift at 80% and you're feeling crappy today, that's going to be really hard. Now, if I tell you you're deadlifting at 80% and it's a day you feel amazing and you could have went heavier, I'm holding you back. And I might have a new person who's been here for a month. Her percentage is not the same based on a five rep heavy a week ago that it is for someone like you and I who've been doing this thing for yeah. quite some time. So point is, I think data, there's a, there's a place, a time for data. That's what we, that's why we fell in love with CrossFit, right? It wasn't, oh, yeah. Hey, drop the pin down another, you know, no, you know, 15 pounds or whatever. It was three, you know, three, two, one, go measurable, observable, repeatable. Tell me about that as, you know, like I said earlier, you're, you're a huge part of our coaches development group. I started that coaches development group. I think, when did I start that? A September, October? Yeah. I want to say Q4. Of, uh, Q4. It was yeah. part of the best hour of their day, Q4 earnings. But <laughs> honestly, at first I was just like, okay, figuring out what to do. I'm pretty much a serial entrepreneur. Like I'm not going to get a real job like Tony has. Shout out iHeartRadio. You could maybe someone's listening to this on iHeartRadio. We have one iHeartRadio listener. I think it's your mom. Actually. It's me. It's, it's me. You. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think we're earning anything on that. Do we get like yeah. seven cents a download? Uh, who knows? That uh, that's back office, as we say. I don't handle that. I'm so you're, front you're, office. Yeah, you're so you, you know, we started the group and it was really just I I started to just want to get to more coaching. Oh, you know, the pandemic was happening. I wasn't out there, I wasn't traveling. Started this group and probably had like 20 or 30 and you and Christian and Anasan and many others. I don't you know, Sim, can't forget Federico. Yeah. Um, you know, you just kind of became a part of my life and I've gotten to know you guys, especially those that have stuck with it all this time. So I do want to talk about that because yeah. we have a lot of listeners like you, like, hey, I have a real job. I've got three kids, you know, and I fell in love with this coaching thing and I want to get better at it, but it's how do I get better at it? Where do I find the time to get better at it? You know, why do I want to get better? Like, what benefit is it other than for you as a coach? Like, you know, my, most of the time it's like, I'm not getting a pay raise just because I'm getting better. So mm -hmm. first question, yeah. how did you even stumble upon CrossFit? How did I stumble upon? Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a rabbit hole right there. Uh, I was actually working uh, for iHeart. I've been working for iHeart now. Uh, this will be year 18. Um, You've been with, I, that's like your employee, like four. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish uh, it could, we were previously known as clear channel. Oh, you were. Um, so I yeah. did advertising with Clear Channel with my boxes. Yeah, I mean, Radio. Already, you probably yeah. did it on Kiss. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know Brian Cody. Um, Nate, let me let me see, <laughs> let me see. Brian Cody was like the main morning DJ. Jim and yeah. I don't know okay. if he's still with them, but yeah, I mean, he could be under a different name. But yeah, I mean, I've been yeah. with the company now a long time. Uh, it's my passion. I love doing it. I'm in sales. Uh, Heart Radio is your passion. I, yes, I, I hate to break the news to you. I am, I, I love what I do. <laughs> I'm happy to wake up every morning and do what I do. Um, and yeah, you... they pay, they pay me on the 15th and 30th. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, you probably get health insurance and all that good stuff and your yeah, wife as well. So all that good stuff. Yeah. Did, did you, work... I, didn't even, I didn't even answer your question. No, no, I yeah. mostly because I interrupted you. Did you, yeah. um, did you work from home pre pandemic? No. Uh, Pre-pandemic, uh, I would commute in. I've always been a commuter. I, I live, as the listeners do know, um, I live in Jersey. I'm Jersey Tony. And our office is based in Midtown Manhattan. I've always been a commuter. So I've you were been. doing the back and forth to Midtown? Yep, to Midtown. How uh, far was that every day? Or how long? Door to door, it's two hours each way. Oh, you, you commuted. So this... Yeah. So the pandemic has been somewhat of a blessing. It's the best thing that's ever happened to my family. I, I mean, when I have that conversation with people, it's wholeheartedly the truth because I, I, I preface that I want to make sure that everyone's okay. When I have that conversation yeah, of with course. people, like, of course, yeah. but um, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to, uh, to us. And you've had some other personal things because of that. We don't yeah. do well, it. I mean, I'm a, I'm we a, don't, yeah. it, more, more so because it's boring. Yeah. More so yeah, no, story, not that it's personal. Yeah. Um, but man, when, when I graduated college from Albany, a bunch of my friends, you know, 
moved back. To, it was like the economic boom. They were like, mm-hmm. I talked about it. I was super jealous. I was making $8 an hour at Gold's Gym. They're making six figures. I'm on a spin bike coaching, you know, old women, mm-hmm. that, you know, but they're sitting at a desk. And I reminded myself every day, like, this is better. And here I, you know, it took 20 years to really get there where like now my friends are A, old and out of shape asking me for advice and B, financially, I'm doing better, you know? So it's a big part of sticking to like yeah. your plan. Um, yeah. but, but when they moved back, they were all doing that same commute. And I was like that, my commute was 12 minutes, you know, from my house to the gym, I go back and forth throughout the day. What's that like? Like how many, you do that for almost 18 years? Uh, there was a time when my wife and I lived it, for people that aren't familiar with Jersey, uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, look Jersey at you. City. No need to burn living in Hoboken. Oh, well, it's not. Lang, you know, Artie Lang from Hoboken? Yeah, exactly. Well, Artie Lang, side note, Artie Lang went to Union High School and I am, a, I went to Union High School as well. So I do know of Artie Lang and the mystique behind him. He's hilarious. Anyway, uh, I lived there with my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time uh, for a year-ish. So for the majority of my time with iHeart, I've always been commuting. I'm just a Burbs guy. I love it. Um, I've never been cheaper. a city guy. Yeah, I, do, right? it's cheaper. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I don't need the city. I mean, some people love it. I love working there. I just don't love living there, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, with CrossFit, uh, I was doing it five years ago. I started about, you know, dabbling and, um, doing learning, trying to be good at it, wasn't good at it, obviously. And then with pandemic happening, um, prior to, I wanted to become a coach uh, because of just my knowledge. I wanted to learn about it, uh, what I do. Uh, I like understanding things that I do, movements that I do. And I like helping people. Um, I'm a people guy. You are a people guy. I'll give you, you are a people guy. I try. I try. Uh, I mean, you know what? You and me and Christian and those guys, you know, and I love everybody in the group. Everyone, yeah. I mean, one, you guys were a little more vocal, but two, you know, I, I've said this to you. I won't say it to Christian because, you know, Christian's an acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes you just click and it's more like our eight. Like Christian's young. He's only 28. Yeah, he's um, But, you know, when you can bust some, when you have men that you can bust each other's balls in a fun, friendly like no ego way, you know, wow. and, and I give it to you, you give it to me as is everybody in the group. But it's like, I try to explain this to people, like why I don't get offended, nor, nor do you at least no, no, you're like kicking the no, dog no. after our coaches. Yeah, I, I cry, I cry in the corner. Yeah. But I think when you grow up for me wrestling and also in the Northeast, like it's tough, mm-hmm. like it's harder than like the, the pretty boys growing up in California and Florida, the warm weather. So I think you get a little hardened. I'm like, you grow up wrestling locker room. It's like your best friends are the hardest on you. Like not oh, just as they should physically, they right, should. physically. And then like, you know, people like I told the story, how I didn't realize I was small. And it's just like, you're so used to getting called short. And it's like, it, it doesn't phase you. And I think that's why yeah. we've connected as well as many of the other people. It's just, it's, you know, it's a boys club, but there's some girls on there that give it back just as much. Oh, yeah, oh, 100%. Christina's great yeah. now, you know, Nicole. I, I, I love the fact that our group, um, as I make reference of anytime someone new joins, it's our it's our band of misfit toys in the corner. That, yeah, I saw uh, you uh, post yeah. that recently. Yeah, and it's just a fun group. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've been doing that my the majority of my life. And what do you do two hours each way? Uh, well, prior to the pandemic, and um, as Jason has made mention earlier, I have three kids, and it was my it was called Tony Pino time, and I would just sleep uh, because I don't sleep at all. Um, I have something on my wrist whoop that tells me I never get enough sleep, don't. and I don't, I don't. Um, but I love what I do. Um, I wouldn't change it. I get to spend, I mean, I do last night, I got choked out by my son. In oh, jiu-jitsu. yeah, you're doing jiu-jitsu now. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I thought I was in shape, dude. Let me tell you, there's a different There's a different type of shape when somebody's trying to choke you out for three minutes and you're rolling with them. It's absurd. Anyway. Well, I, yeah. I would like to tell people, you know, the difference in jiu-jitsu and CrossFit mm-hmm. is CrossFit, you decide when to stop. 
right? Yeah, you exactly. do, you might be like, I don't want to do anymore, but the guy that's trying to choke you doesn't care. He does not care. And you're not going to, I mean, you may at first as a white belt, but once you get to like a blue belt and purple belt, like you can't tap to nonsense. Like you can, there's no ego involved in jujitsu, but if you're just getting manhandled by someone and you tap, like I'm going to make fun of you. Like that's how we are. I have no shame in tapping. I've learned that um, real early. No, tapping, Yeah, you have to, but yeah. there's an expression tap to pressure. So for example, you're on your back and I got my knee in your belly, right? Nothing yes. bad is going to happen to you. You're just being a baby if you tap. It hurts. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> it hurts. And that's it. But the point is like, you don't tap to that. You figure out how do, how do I get yeah. out of this? So you don't, you don't get to choose. Like Fran, yes, it sucks. But if I want to put the bar down, guess what I'm going to do? Put, put the, the bar, bar down. down. Yeah. So, it, you know, going back to your commute, I know we're mm -hmm. still on this, but four <laughs> hours, I guess you can only get four hours of sleep during the night. If you're getting four hours on a, on the, you know, the, what are you taking though? Not the LIRR. What are you no, taking? Oh, New Jersey Transit. But yeah. I mean, it, again, like we've gone a long way with the pandemic question. I mean, I've been able to now uh, do more, um, you know, pick up this passion of coaching, learn about coaches development with you and everyone else in the group. And it, it allows me to better utilize my time uh, that I do have. I mean, it's not a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. So instead of having four hours of commute, I'm training, I'm listening to your podcast, I'm listening to other podcasts um, about coaching, about wanting to be better um, in this community and, and have the right mindset uh, from that and have other like-minded people that are in our group and uh, that just want to help other people, which is amazing. So get back to the original question. Mm -hmm. When was the first time you walked into the doors of CrossFit? First time I walked into the doors of CrossFit was in right outside of, uh, where was it? Uh, outside of Philly. And I was working in Ballackinwood um, at the time for iHeart um, in the Philly office. And it was CrossFit uh, Ballackinwood, is it? Because they were, they were a part of a gym. Um, so they had their own section. Um, very similar to an, an Albany story. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. uh, we didn't have, they did have racquetball coach courts but this was out of the basketball um, area and I could barely squat I could barely string and I thought I was in awesome shape you know I've always fitness has always been a part of my life uh, sports all that fun stuff um, but you know you go into CrossFit and you think you can easily do jump rope I can jump rope and then you do, try and do a double under and you are leaving with a mark that's the size of you know yeah a seven foot rope across your back or you're seeing uh, somebody that you don't, you perceive that isn't as strong as you do way more weight, get to better depth, do more pull-ups and lap you on, on a run. And you're like, what the F just happened? And you're looking around and I fell in love with it um, because it's, it's all about building your engine and it just grew from there uh, other boxes um, that I've been a part of one currently that I'm at um, Apache in Tom's River. Um, amazing people. Uh, when I moved down to Tom's River, um, across the freehold when I lived in Monmouth County, uh, amazing people there. Um, so yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. Um, I have never not liked CrossFit. Um, I've never, I've, I've never, I'm not going to fall out of love with CrossFit. And I just continue to uh, want to be better um, in this in this sport. How'd you find the time to do CrossFit commuting four hours a day? <laughs> well, my friend, um, when I was in Freehold, I was able to do morning classes, 6 a.m., still be on the seven and change bus, uh, get to the city in time. Um, I worked out in the city, um, my CrossFit box there. Which one? Uh, um, CrossFit 212 um, was the name of the one um, that I did. It, yeah, Willie B took them over. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the locations um, took them over. Yeah. And I purchased some equipment uh, from CrossFit 212. Um, they had a couple boxes. Let's just say they downsized. And I offered them uh, a decent amount of money for some equipment. And I turned my one-car garage in Monmouth County into a mini gym. 
and I've only been growing <laughs> my gym. My wife hates me. Uh, but you're going to a box these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I coach at Apache and I go there. Um, but on days that I have, you know, too much work to do or I'm not coaching and I don't don't go in, I'm able to do everything uh, that we do in my two car garage now. And I, I, yeah, I have the equipment. Um, it's a very park, nice setup. You park on the driveway? Oh, hell yeah. No, the cars don't go in the garage. You you I mean, Jersey winter? Yeah. As I, <laughs> I, I, I made this joke in one of my classes and they were, they were like, man, you're bougie. I say, I just start the remote. You know, I hit the push start. It'll, the car will warm up itself. I don't have to go outside. So it gets warm in the winter. So it's all good. Yeah. They laughed at me. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what was the journey like? You know, you're busy, mm -hmm. you're commuting, but you're still getting your workouts. When did you go from I like this thing, it's keeping me somewhat fit and healthy to I want to become a level one trainer? Just the fact of seeing the relationship with coach and athlete. Um, listen, um, you, you've said it yourself. Um, I don't, it might have been with you and Fern, but. Uh, what's the fascination of wanting to be a coach? I mean, we are mini level one teachers. I mean, seminar staff, I mean, people that come to us are looking for advice, just like when we go to an L1 or an L2 or an L3, or, but I don't know if you guys know this, Jay's an L4. Um, so <laughs> not, not many people know that. I don't not like many people. No, you're very shy when it comes to that, but just to help people out and be able to teach and be able to talk to the fact uh, going through um, a lot of the, the progressions and being uh, a shoulder to, to help out. Um, that's where I saw it. And I knew that um, I could help and I wanted to help. And I knew what my journey would be. And I've, you know, had to tweak a couple of different things. But first and foremost, for me, has always been family. And I mean, my wife may not think it, but uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast either. So I can say this. Uh, I mean, I think I do enough and I try and help out enough and family's always number one, but I'm able to squeeze in, you know, my training, my coaching, my son with uh, my time with my family, baseball, jujitsu, soccer. It's crazy. Don't get me wrong, but um, it just keeps me going and keeps me active. And a big, so do you think you're going to wind up going back to an office? So I hope. There are no iHeartRadio listeners or people that work for iHeartRadio that listen to this. But we don't. I, yeah, I know. Um, if I never went back into the office, it would be cool with me. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I do think it. I, I think the the model will change, and now we're getting into business side. Um, I think that the companies, I think not just iHeart, I think many companies have seen the fact that people can be successful and their company can be successful with not having to go into the office. So, I mean, yeah. Not to you know, you know, I'm very humble. Yeah, very humble. Like brag, but I mean, we started best hour of their day, but ultimately launched affiliate you mm -hmm. amidst the pandemic. Same yep. with the coaches development. Coaches development. I haven't yeah. seen Fern yeah. in person since our last dropping in November 2019. Yeah, I don't think he wants to see you, by the no, way. No, it's better. <laughs> we get along so much better this way. So much better this way. And right. I, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, so I, I hope you don't, I mean, I hope obviously that your job continues to be lucrative and grow, but I also hope you don't have to go in because that four hour commute and you are, those four hours are way better spent for you learning from me. Let's just put it that way. I, yeah, I think my company would agree too. And I hope that they, <laughs> I hope that they would agree. Um, I would still find a way um, to, to continue our, our lovely dialogue every Tuesday and uh, Thursdays for guests and, Who's been your favorite guest? Who was your favorite guest that we've had on? Oh, man. I mean, I would have to say, uh, I've loved, and I want this to be known, I've loved them all, but the way that Chuck Carswell spoke to us, um, and we've had amazing guests. I mean, Coach B, uh, Denise Thomas. I mean, you, you've mentioned them. Um, Amy Lyons, who I love. Um, she was at my seminar uh, my l1 seminar she was one of the uh, one of the instructors there um chuck bennington i i mean the list is as tall as and long as you right so that was a joke i, I see okay, okay okay you get it but i'm try the veal i'll be here all week 
Um, but just the way that he spoke to us and how inspirational he was. And it, and it kind of reminded me of in, in my business profession with um, then Clear Channel, uh, a gentleman by the name, of, again, Bob McCurdy was his name, who spoke uh, to Bob? Bob McCurdy. Yeah, Bob, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he spoke to, I mean, he was uh, kind of a mentor of mine. And the way he spoke reminded me of very similar to the way that Chuck, you know, spoke to it. And you could just, the passion was just oozing from Chuck when he was, and it was just a normal conversation that he had with us and just how into it he was. And just the knowledge that he was dropping was, uh, was amazing. But again, all of the, all of the guests have dropped so many different nuggets on us, but um, it's very hard to pinpoint. But if I had to answer that question, it would definitely be Chuck Carswell. Well, I'm sure it'll be great. Glad to hear it. So one of the things I want to get a better understanding is, you know, we've made it very clear you've got a busy life and this isn't your primary source of income. Yeah, mm -hmm. you still up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., coaching, working out. You know, Fern and I often talk about what a good box owner, leader, mm -hmm. head coach needs to do to get buy-in from the rest of their staff and the, the, the part-time trainers such as yourself. But let's talk about it from the other perspective what drives you? You know, in other words, you're making, you know, you're, you're living for my heart radio, yet you mm -hmm. find time to be, you know, and pay to be on coaches development calls, seek out higher education, your level two seminar and other seminars, find time to, you know, the, what you're getting paid to coach is probably not really worth your time if you sit there and crunch the numbers. So what motivates someone like you? And for the listeners, you know, what should they be doing? We get a lot of part-time coaches listening. And I think a lot of it's like, oh, I just want to be handed this opportunity, not realizing there's people like Jersey Tony putting in the work. Mm -hmm. So what, what motivates you to do that? Why do you do it? And it's a loaded question, but my short answer is just to become better. But um, what's well, the motivation to be, you know, well, if you be able to be a, um, a knowledge, uh, somebody who can help you explain what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's just in my DNA of always wanting to to help and to understand. And I, I, I think you would agree with me with the fact that most of the people that um, are into CrossFit, that are into coaching, want to do it for to help others or to be better themselves. And it, we're a tight knit community. And Coaches should always, I mean, your last guest, Castro, said it. I, I mean, you should always want to continue to grow. And it's just like in business. And it's just like in everything in life. I mean, if you stay sedentary, you're going to get lost. And everyone is going to want to become better than you. And, or they should want to become better than you. But it's just who I am of wanting to. And it should be because as coaches, there are things that you may not know that I didn't know. I, I'm a neophyte of a coach, um, but with this group and, and learning, uh, um, it's amazing how much I've learned um, throughout um, things to pick up on uh, videos that, I mean, we go through. Um, I mean, we joke, we often joke that this is, and I love the new slogan that you have is a hundred percent L3 pass rate. Um, but I mean, we, we are an L2, L3 seminar every Tuesday and Thursday, and it's, it's pretty damn fun. Speaking of, when, when are you going to take your level three? Uh, the level two, thank you very much. Um, I've had that conversation with you already, and you said, wait, it, wait about a good six to, uh, six to eight months, eight months. And, and I'm going to be signing up for it um, for the back half of this year. Um, cause I would have started coaching in October of 2020 and I, I will sign up for it, uh, this year. Yeah. So you've only been coaching a year. So what is that switch mm -hmm. like? You know, for example, I take yeah. my level one in 2007 and was like, this is it. I'm doing this thing, mm -hmm. but I was already involved in coaching. I was a trainer. It was easy to implement. You're, you're taking your level one and then immediately diving into coach's development mm -hmm. with the understanding like this isn't even my full-time gig no i'm i'm 100 aware of that but Do you, is it is it your ambition to make it like i don't see you leaving iHeartRadio. radio so <laughs> where, 
I guess my my what I want mm-hmm. to understand from your perspective and also for the listeners is how does someone who's doing this part time two mm-hmm. to six hours of coaching a week find that motivation and why do you find that? Obviously, like you said, I want to be better and I want to, but you also know if you never signed up for the coach's development, if you never took your level two, your members don't really understand that. They don't really pick up on it. They're like, cool, Tony's here to coach the five or six a.m. Yep. Like, what intrinsically drives you? It's as simple as just wanting to learn as much as humanly possible. I mean, I've understood, I understand, not understood. I understand the fact CrossFit's hard. Uh, you know, doing something so pretty as a snatch or a clean, there are so many different components that go into that. Uh, getting it off the floor, bringing it to your shin, launch position, um, staying over the bar. And to me, if you don't know how to properly explain something, are you a good coach? Um, if somebody asks you, why are we doing this, Jay? And if you can't intrinsically answer that immediately, what's wrong? Um, I mean, again, there's going to be times, and even in business, and when I do it, and if I don't know the answer, I immediately say, and you've said it too. Um, you know what? I don't know that answer. And let me try and find out for you, but I want to be the best coach that I can be. And coming off of my L1 and um, I didn't know if I was um, because I would, you know, the place that I'm at Apache, they're amazing people and they've taught me so many amazing things and they continue to teach me so many different amazing um, things about CrossFit. Uh, I just, I just love understanding. Um, I love talking more. I love being a part of a group. Um, And I hate to break the news to you, but you and Fern kind of know what you're doing. A little bit. Uh, which is a little bit. Yeah, mostly. humble brag. Yes, mostly uh, mostly Fern. Yes. Um, so to learn from you guys um, in a, with being with what you're offering, sign me up. Are you kidding me? A hundred percent of the time I would sign up and I'll tell anybody out there right now. And I've commented on your post. If you're not doing this, you don't want to be a better coach. That's flat out. You know, and everything you're saying, I agree with. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to really understand the psyche of a level one trainer that mm-hmm. takes their level one. Because let's be honest, you, you are the 1% of level one trainers, 99% of level one trainers. And if you're listening and you're someone like Tony, you're part of that 1%. Like think mm-hmm. about every weekend at level ones, there's 40 or 50 people there. How many of them are actually coming back to to get better a lot of them are like oh my boxer wants me to coach two times a week paid for this so i'm doing it and then see in five years when i either have to revalidate or get you know and we recognize that as soon as we see those people mm-hmm. do you get like weird looks or pushback from the other coaches or even from the owner 100 percent, not the case whatsoever no none um, of the other coaches are like somewhat like quietly like jealous or i mean listen i'm not uh, you may not think this, but I'm not a braggadocious person <laughs> by any stretch. But they I mean, see the improvement. Like, I don't like, know if they do. I don't know if personally. I mean, I'm I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, very good friends with a lot of them, and I don't know if they see they could uh, from business. Uh, another thing, and you've made mention of this as well. If you do something with confidence, that other person has no understanding of if they actually know it. As long as I say it with conviction. They pro- they think like, oh my God, he knows what he's talking about. The level of coaching, they may not be aware that I'm doing this class, um, you know, two to two times a week for the past six, seven months. Um, but I know that I'm doing it and I want to be better do you, for them. Do you notice a difference? Well, let me, mm-hmm. when you took your level one in October, how quickly do you start? Like, are you showing up in the classes yours? Yeah, um, I passed it, um, and then I was, because I've been a part of Apache for a good number of years, because my in-laws live in Tom's River, when we used to live in Monmouth County, Freehold, New Jersey, so I would do drop-ins at Apache, so I know the community very well, I know the, uh, you know, um, all of them uh, very well, and they had an opening, and they were fortunate, I was fortunate enough for them to, you know, um, ask me to come aboard. Um, because they knew what my schedule was. And with the pandemic happening, um, I said I can do X, Y, and Z, and it, and it worked out. 
but you know, looking back and you, you say that as well. I mean, look, you, you should want to be, look back at your old coach and say, man, you suck. <laughs> um, be embarrassed. You should be yeah, embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. I mean, I'm more blunt than that, um, than you are, but I, I see the progression um, because of what we do. Um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, again, it was only six, seven months ago. Did I suck then? Or should I be embarrassed of that coach? I'm not at that point where I, and this is where I will come across as a little bit confident. I don't know if I'm embarrassed of that coach yet. Um, I'm still too new, but these are the things. And I guess to answer your question, these are the things that help you be less embarrassed of being a coach, um, doing coaches development, uh, having a better understanding, listening to some of the, you know, conversations that we have with, with the guests that we have it, the, the confidence that you're given and you just want to, I know our group. I mean, I just want to coach a class right after one of our guests are, are on. I mean, just to implement some of the things that they're, they're talking about or, uh, and go, and I've gone through. Um, you, so you live in Tom's river right now? I live in, yep. Tom's river, New Jersey. You know, Frankie Edgar. I, I mean, I, if you live in Tom's river, you know, Frankie Edgar, I, I mean it, that and Todd Frazier and Tom's river little league. Uh, I mean, we're kind of a big deal. Uh, yes, Frankie Edgar, you see him around town. It's pretty funny. Uh, for those that aren't aware, I'll do the job that you're not doing. Um, he's a, he's a big MMA, uh, fighter. Um, has been a part of the MMA for Jesus Christ, 15 years or so. Um, at least, I mean, not yeah, just yeah. UFC. Yeah, UFC. Yeah. UFC. Uh, and he's a Tom's River legend. Is that where, do you train jujitsu where he does? No, um, I train at a place called um, SKA Sullivan Kickback uh, Sullivan Kickboxing Kickboxing Academy, and it's um, checkmat. So, is, uh, yeah. Talk to me about that. You go to CrossFit and you're like, I want to teach this. Do you, mm -hmm. Does someone like you have the same mentality when it comes to jujitsu? Like, do you show up and like, huh, I want to teach this one day? That no, um, because I go in and I shut up. And I just listen. Um, I mean, that came about with my sons uh, had a birthday party with a kid and it was at his, at this place. It was a pretty cool birthday party. And I talked to the professor and I said, Hey, I'd like to see if my son, you know, I, I asked my eight year old son, I had no idea that he would want to, and he enjoys it. And I didn't sign up for it right away, but I was like, wait, I'm here watching him. And then he asked me, he's like, hey, daddy, I want you to do it with me. And I was like, how am I going to say it? But I said, you have to ask mommy. I can't ask mommy to do another thing. So um, <laughs> you have class at the same time? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I was there. I mean, uh, so you're, taking, cool. you're not taking the kids' class, in other words, you're taking an adult class. By the way, Kimo Sabi, it's everyone. Um, it's six year olds. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's enough kids in the class. Um, there's right at this point, there's like four kids that work, um, together, um, that are around eight years old, nine years old. Um, and they do their things together. And I mean, uh, professor Bruno is amazing at making sure that everyone's doing their thing and, you know, he'll work my son in with, you know, maybe a smaller dude or, um, a smaller female at the time, just to go over, you know, positions and things of that nature. And then I started taking it three weeks ago, I was like, Hey, this will help me build my engine for CrossFit. And I quickly found out that I'm not in jujitsu shape when somebody's trying to murder you and make you tap out. I looked at the clock and I'm like, wait, we only do this for 20 second intervals. Why are we doing this for three minutes now? Yeah. I think that's actually one of the mistakes jujitsu school makes. I've spoken about it. Like a, a lot of this culture with a lot of sports and jujitsu is very much like, all right, three, you know, done with our drills, five minute rolls. Mm -hmm. And and any school I've been a part of, I try to get them to understand like, hey, let's do some 30 second rolls and go fucking hard, right? Because I would you know, love that. It's it's right. That's where you would shine. So I think there is a difference there. I think, you know, jujitsu is like, but it's a seven minute match. We should roll for seven minutes. I'm like, that just means neither of us are, it's no different than a CrossFit workout. Yeah. And, and some of the schools I've been at have, 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 you know, coached a little bit or just lead, a, lead the conditioning portion. I'm like, all right. 10 burpees roll for a minute and they get the difference, you know, like, so, so you'll get there. I think 
as you're realizing that every kid should get involved in martial arts, whether obviously I'm a, I think most, you know, fights end up on the ground, your kids should go to jujitsu. I have a really close friend who was telling me about his daughter and I was like, she needs jujitsu. Like, yeah, she's hyperactive and she's beating up her little brother and jujitsu and any <laughs> good martial yeah. art will teach you respect. And, you know, mm -hmm. you don't use this physical unless you need it type of thing. So I'm, Really glad that you're doing it. Glad that yeah. your, your son's doing it. It's fun, for sure. What's your next goal as, as a coach? What, what do you want to accomplish? Do you want to own a box one day? Like, does, does someone in your position get comfortable saying, hey, I'm just going to continue to work to be eventually a level two and a level three? Or do you always want to own a box? I've... I don't know who I recently had this conversation with, I guess a friend of mine in regards to that. And they asked me about that because to the outside world, that's not a part of CrossFit or um, I mean, I do have friends that are outside of CrossFit. I mean, they think I'm fucking nuts um, just with the amount of stuff I do and, you know, juggling three kids with them. My wife is an angel um, on this planet. Um, two dogs. I mean, very You're blessed. Busy. You are a busy human. And then you make I, fun of me when I complain about one baby. I don't. I blow you have. up. I blow you up when you complain about the love of the new love of your life and this one child you have. I laugh. I laugh at you. I don't know how you have three. It's three. Three. Anyone that has more than one child. Yes. See now. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It's cool. Yeah. Um. But it's to. I want to get my L two. Um, this year, that's already, I'm going to sign up. I'm signed, I've already signed up for Chuck's uh, gymnastics course. Um, I want to do um, Coach B's weightlifting course next year. Um, that's on the docket. And then, uh, I mean, I have it planned out that, you know, L3, hopefully in three and a half years, um, when I hit the 750 hours that are needed, um, I would love to do that. Um, but my aspirations end up being um, own a gym. Yes, I would love to down the road. But I see where this sport is going. And I personally, I would love to, my goal is to work for CrossFit. I mean, it's, it's to be a part of HQ somehow, some way from a marketing side standpoint, from a business side standpoint, um, I see what they're doing. And I mean, you guys talk about it all the time um, with, you know, on uh, best hour of the day, it, the, the boom that is happening right now is obviously evident um, coming out of pandemic and, People need help. I mean, that sumo deadlift high pull medicine ball clean podcast that you guys had was epic. And it just broke down everything that, yeah, sumo deadlift high pull isn't sexy, but it is so functional. <laughs> that, and you, when you explain it to people and you, uh, you know, we have the Michael Scott theory of explain it to me as if I'm a five-year-old. When you explain it to them as if they're a five-year-old, you see the lights go on. And you're like, oh my God, when I pick up a grocery bag or when I pick up my child, I'm doing a sumo deadlift high pull. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Uh, so yeah, but that's, and then down the road, I mean, I'm 40 now. Um, I want fitness to be a part of my life uh, for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to be working for iHeartRadio until I'm 80. I get that. Um, I do love the company. But not with your fresh retirement package. Yeah, I know. I know. But um, fitness and CrossFit. I mean, I, that's really down the road what I what I want to do. What what keeps you in check though? For for a lot of level one trainers, they they finish and they're like, all right, I know everything, and obviously part of it is just personality. But what do you think keeps you most grounded as far as sticking to the basics? In other words, you know, appreciate the shout out about that episode. I think it's important, and and. For me and Fern, I think a lot of it is we're just so biased and believe in CrossFit because it has changed our life physically, mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally, you know, financially. But what what keeps someone like you who's new, you're, you know, we joke around, but you're pretty fit. Like it'd be easy for you to be like Sumo Della Taco is stupid. I agree with all these people. I don't. I know you don't. I'm saying yes, what keeps you what what prevents you from going down that rabbit hole or from wavering from the CrossFit methodology? The fact that I don't know shit. So, I mean, again, it goes back to the fact that I want to be a better, I want to be a student and I want to understand every, and 
there may not be a lot of people out there like me. I hope that there are, because I know that they listen to your podcast and I know they're listening to this episode right now and you should want to be better, um, if anything, um, because our athletes deserve better. Um, your members deserve better. Maybe not all of them, <laughs> but the good majority of them, they're in there waking up at 5 a.m. I know that the 5 a.m. coach or the 6 a.m. coach is waking up at 4.30 or 4.15. Well, guess what? That member's waking up at 5 a.m. as well to go to your class. Um, the six o'clock member at night is busting their ass the entire day of work to go take your class. So show them the respect that they should, they should get for wanting to be there and don't be on your phone. Not that, you know, most coaches are, but, you know, have an appreciation of what you're doing. Um, and that's just who I am. Um, I want to, I want them, the members to know that. And I want to become better. You know, I think as I'm hearing you talk, a lot of it is just your own personality. I would assume had you found jujitsu at the same time you found CrossFit, it would be a very similar path for you. And so it sounds like for, to me, as a level one trainer, you know, cause I'm, I think a, a big challenge for whether you're level one or level four is remembering most people are new. Most people don't mm -hmm. have any understanding of what we're doing. The knowledge is, you know, even you who's six months after your level one, you're, you're light years beyond that person that's new to the box is I love that expression of remembering you don't know anything. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, and listening to a potential other person's podcast, um, MDV. Um, Shout out, MDV. We can give that the intro. Yeah, the intro. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you guys are my uh, one and two, um, for I'm, sure. My, sorry, my, if MDV is listening, I'm one. He's two. <laughs> yes, yes. That I would, I would agree with that. Um, the recent episode he had with um, his professor uh, from the um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm a white belt. <laughs> I mean, you know, go in there with the mindset of, I don't know anything. Um, I want to learn as much as possible. But in, in jujitsu, that's 100% the case. And I go in there and I, I shut the hell up and just listen to Portuguese. And I try and understand it as best I can. They say things uh, like this, oh, oh. Like, it, it, it's it, you just try and keep up. I mean, yeah. I'm Spanish and I I'm having a tough time with my Portuguese professor, but I love them. Do they start um, on time? Yeah. Oh yeah. Seven fifteen. I mean, I'm my son is in front of me. God damn it. Because he's new. Uh, he has more experience. So I'm the last person in the that's line. Funny. That's really funny. Yeah. But most of you just feel like there's an expression of Brazilian time. Right. And Oh, no, they're on time. They're on time. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah cool they're on time they, for sure. They start but, that's why they understand. Yeah, my son's ahead of me. Um, but for a CrossFit... Do you, do you like, whisper to him at night, like, I'll choke you out. Like, I get you're in front of me at the school, but let's understand. Let's understand, let's understand who's the in this house. I told him I'm going to use the move where I sweat on him. And he, he didn't like that one. He goes, Daddy, don't please don't do that to me. It was nasty. Um, but <laughs> Nothing worse than rolling with a bald guy. People used to bitch about my long hair. The sweat doesn't leave my head. Bald people, it just trickles off their head into your face. It's your, it's the, um, along, wait, uh, yeah, along came Polly. Oh, yeah. 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 You want to, you want to switch up on this guy? No, 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 no. I just learned how to play defense on this one guy. I'm good. Funny story that you would understand, that you would get. Uh huh. Um, I, I've been using the word ornery a lot with the baby. So ornery. Yeah. Um, and my wife is like, where did you get that word? Like, I've never heard you say it. And I'm like, the water boy. The, the, the water boy is where uh -huh. you know, he's like, you know, mama says. Yeah. Like it is. They're ornery. They're ornery. Yeah. They're medulla amblogata. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Sandler. But in CrossFit, I mean, I know a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, even if I didn't get my L1 and want to be a teacher, I would think that compared to some others, I'm pretty proficient in the movements and understanding them, but do I, could I explain it to somebody? Probably not. And I, it's a passion of mine. Um, Love fitness. it. Yeah. How did you even find out about the coaches development group? I was actually racking my brain thinking about that right How now. we first met? Well, Is that what you're yeah, thinking? We, uh, yeah. Um, so it, it was a sitcom show, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to say I stumbled onto it on Instagram, brother. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I, we don't do any advertising or anything. So you must have just found 
the yeah, best hour I mean, or my personal hour. Yeah. I mean, um, I truly do not remember how we first met. I'm sorry. Um, I could tell you how I met my wife. I could tell no. <laughs> How did you meet your wife? Oh, that's a that's a that's episode two, brother. I mean, All right. it's, a, it's a fun story. Um, bottom line, I'll I'll try and make it short and sweet. I got her number. We hung out. I called it again, and this was at the time of you know early cell phone days. She cut her number, and she had a burner later, phone. She she had a burner she, phone. I, I later found out why she cut. I won't go down that road. It's easily explainable, but whatever. Um, a year later, I bump into her and at a place and i said hey what happened she explained what happened and i said let's let's hang out um this day i purposely stood her up that day for what she did to me um the year prior um really you purposely i purposely stood her up for what she did to me um but and then the next day i was the bigger person i explained what happened i wish i saved those voicemails that she called on that day and they progressively got worse and worse <laughs> and worse and more curses happened. It was funny. Uh, but then the next day I explained what happened. And then ever since then, we've, we've been best friends. You say you explain what happened. You're basically saying I was an asshole because you stood yeah, me up. Yeah, no, because you stood me up and I right. fell for you last year and I didn't want that to happen again. And I was spiteful oh. and I stood you up on purpose. And, um, and then, yeah, and we, hit it off and yeah we have three kids this would be year 13 of marriage uh this year and yeah that's i mean i stood Raz up my wife as well mm-hmm. and, then reached out the wow. next day, and then reached out the next day you're kidding me right you're not messing with me right now no i mean i'm trying to remember the entire story you know we had we had spoken blah 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 she was living in cayman we were both in california for the crossfit uh-huh. games one year and we were supposed to get together one night and and I just didn't respond. Yep. And then not because I didn't want to, I was kind of talking to another girl and I was like trying to be good, like nothing good is gonna hang come from us nothing. hanging out tonight. And um we we the next day I reached out, I was like, This is it, I only have another day here in California. I gotta get yeah. in touch with and, and we wow. We're like Crockett and Tubbs, but I'm the taller one and the dark one. We are. We are. Yeah, this is this is like two pieces of pride, man. Two to your northeast guys to yeah. stand women up. Women up yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's good. Yeah. Um, so tell me one one last thing. What's yeah. one thing that has really transcended from the group to you as far as a, a coach and your coach's development? I'm not looking for a shout out or something. No, I've no, said, yeah, I got but, you. But what's something that maybe a common theme? You know, I I pick up on this in the group. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially at first, everybody's like, no, 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 you don't get it. How do I teach the air squat? Like, how do I teach heels, knees, depth, et cetera? And a lot of our conversations in the group get very conceptual, mm-hmm. theoretical. And that's what I love. I love, to, and I really verbal, love- the Verbal visual tactics? Yeah, and I love seeing, you know, the coaches, like, seeing that kind of, like, light bulb of, like, oh, I don't need to care about someone mm-hmm. sort of cheating or hitting the RX button or- Maybe they don't want to get below parallel. Well, what's one thing that you've really taken from the group that's helped you develop? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a great question. There you go. I'm, I'm sounding like Castro now. You know, that was nice. But I didn't hear that from Castro. It did make yeah, me. Yeah, you're damn right, man. Those were good questions. Um, I To answer that, I would end up saying just how common of a theme it is of getting questioned really um, and being able to teach properly, I think is the, the biggest thing that I've, I've taken away from, um, from our coaches development and, and seeing all of the, and this is, this is again, um, another reason why all you listeners out there should definitely sign up and just don't take my spot, please. Um, I never get rid of you. It, <laughs> well, you're going to make a Puerto Rican blush. Um, the fact is that, all these coaches are going through these experiences in their different boxes throughout the country, throughout the world that we have on our group. And it just better prepares you for that instance when that will happen. And it will happen to someone when they're having a double under issue. Well, what did you do for this? I haven't come up against that yet, but I'm sure I will. Or a deadlift, Um, just real world examples that you would not possibly see in your own box or when you're teaching, 
and just having that in your tool belt to say and reference back to, oh my God, we actually talked about this in our coaches development class, which is the case. I mean, it happens to me quite a bit where, you know, there's Sally's doing a deadlift and what, what do you need to look for, for that? And, oh my God, we talked about that three weeks ago when we were going over teaching progression of a deadlift or of a thruster or something along those lines. And just that has been the consistent theme for me of just real life experiences, especially for an L1 coach that, or a newer coach that hasn't seen those, those practical examples applied or happen in front of you. Again, you've been coaching for quite a bit of years. Fern has been coaching for quite a bit of years. All the guests that we have, those people, you guys can easily call into your tool belt of this is what happens. This is what you do. And you guys do. And you mentioned that a ton on our development class. And that's why we love it. But for us, some of the newer coaches that are on there, I mean, we have all kinds of levels of coaches. But for me, having that real life examples that happen. I love it because I think for so many, like you're suggesting, once they finish their level one, that's really it. And I think one thing, especially the fact that we started our calls during the pandemic where there wasn't a lot of, inter you know, many boxes were closed at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so I remember hearing from you and a few other people, like this is really motivating me at a time where I wasn't motivated. And I think if you're listening to this and you're a level one trainer, you're not getting feedback from your box owner, from other coaches. You need to surround yourself with other like-minded people that want to develop. And that's what, regardless of any, whatever you're doing, right? That's mm -hmm. why you show up to jujitsu. It's why you show up to the development calls. It's, you know, why we do a lot of things. You need to surround yourself with people that push you forward. Yep. And luckily for me, I've created a group that I'm kind of the leader of. Like, I don't know if I am, but you guys push me forward. Like, I, I've told you guys this in the group. I say it out loud. Like, I really look forward to it. It's fun. It reminds me of why I do this thing and mm -hmm. why I've never had a real job and, you know, never had a two hour commute. 12 minutes was like, man, this is, I remember when I opened my third box and it was like a 30 minute commute. To start oh my God. I laugh at people like that. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And like, this God. was before like podcasts. Like now I'd be like, I'll oh, just listen to, you know, Joe Rogan or I mean, yeah. iHeartRadio. Yeah. So or your own podcast. You can listen I did to it. Yeah. I did. I don't. I don't listen to them. That's <laughs> people. People will like quote something Fern or I have said, and I'm like, when and where did I say that? I don't. You know, we're just talking. I I love the fact of when I'm listening to your podcast and I try and I'm yelling at whatever I'm listening to. I'm like, you don't know the answer to that. Like, you don't know the movie that it's from. And I'm like, when you yeah. So yeah. I that's, do that all the time. That's what we do. But Tony. <laughs> I want to get, let you get back to work. You know, employee number four at iHeartRadio has a lot of obligations. You got a whole lot, kids, which by the way, I've not seen. So oh, maybe they're at school. Are they at school? They're, one is getting put to sleep right now. Uh, she got fed Julia, the two-year-old. Jackson is the eight-year-old and he will be getting home from school in probably about 25 minutes. And then Vivian, the six-year-old is on the same bus and they will be home at 1.30. So when we do our normal classes at one to two and I, I have no coverage, you'll see me standing up sometimes and I'm looking out my window to make sure that the bus ah, comes. So that that's makes... what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And uh, I have to run upstairs to make, cause thank God the buses care. They want an adult yeah. to let the kid in. <laughs> it's not like a latchkey kid anymore. Um, they that's want the legal adult. Up, right? Yeah, they didn't care. They just let you out. Um, I got caught up so at the bottom of the street. Like not yeah. even the house, I had to walk home, yeah. Right, yeah. So I have to go upstairs and, and wave to the bus driver. And uh, so that's what I do during sometimes our coaches development that I'm running around. Well, I think as a new new father, for me, one thing I've really grown to appreciate and respect are other good parents. And I think that's part of why mm -hmm. the people in the group I've bonded with the most, like you and Christian, are not only good human beings, and maybe you know they're, they're one and the same, but you're good parents and you can see that in other people and you're like, okay, he's a good, like, you have to be a little selfless and I don't think it's any different than coaching. Like you have to be willing to give up your time, your effort, your mm -hmm. energy, put your, you know, CrossFit games aspirations on the back burner. And, um, do I? No, you don't have I'm to. Just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes. No, it's I, my strain mode. Trust me. It's not because of my choice. It's because I'm taking care of the baby. 
then I could say, what are you doing the other 23 hours of your day, my friend? <laughs> exactly. Well, Jersey Tony, it's been great talking to you. I will see you tomorrow in the coaches development. Yep. I'll let you get back to work. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a great member of the group. And um, I look forward to having, you know, round two where we find out about how you went from standing this beautiful woman up to three kids. Yeah, can't wait. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.